I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. The legendary Notre Dame football coach Ara Parsegian lost three of his grandchildren to Neiman Pick Type C, a rare and fatal genetic disease. Parsegian's story has helped mobilize members of the Notre Dame community, and in particular Greg Crawford, dean of the College of Science and a professor of physics, in a fight against the disease. Crawford has been named a finalist in the Biotechnology Industry Organization's Everyday Superheroes Contest in recognition for his work in raising funding and awareness to combat Neiman Pick Type C. We spoke to Crawford about his involvement with the disease, his series of cross-country bike rides for the cause, and what advice he'd offer other patient advocates looking to raise money and awareness. Greg, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, you've been named as one of the Biotechnology Industry Organization's finalists of its Everyday Superheroes program, a contest that recognizes biotech superheroes in the patient, industry, and academic communities. Bio's making these awards as part of its annual Bio-International Convention, which takes place in Philadelphia June 15th to 18th. And you were named a finalist after more than 100 nominations in the university research category for your efforts to raise awareness for Neiman Pick Type C and for your fundraising efforts that have helped advance a potential treatment into the clinic. Let's begin with the disease itself. What is Neiman Pick? How common is it? How, how does it progress? Yeah, Neiman Pick is it's a fatal childhood disease, unfortunately, and it's very rare. There may be at most a thousand kids in the country that have it, and what it is is it's a cholesterol storage disorder. So, uh, kids can't flush out cholesterol in their uh, in their cells like everybody else, and this turns into a very neurodegenerative disease. And um, it goes on. The kids tend not to live uh, more than the early teens, and the, the end of life is a wheelchair and a feeding tube. And it's really just devastating on on the child, of course, but the families and so forth. And so um, the reason that the University of Notre Dame got involved with this was uh, our famous football coach, our two-time national championship coach, Eric Parsegian. His son and daughter-in-law were Notre Dame alumni as well, and they went off and started their careers and had four beautiful children. And uh, one of their children, Michael, was developing very slowly. Um, when he was around four or five years old, and they went to many, many doctors, many neurologists, and they said he was slow, just takes time to catch up with other kids. And then they decided that they needed to go to a specialist, and they found a, a neurologist in New York City. And um, and that day, they found out that uh, Michael had Neiman Pick, this fatal childhood disease, and they also found out it was genetic. And so they um, tested all their kids, and three of their four kids, they found out, had this disease. And so... Um, it's been a big effort for Notre Dame. The Parasigians and Coach started a foundation and raised over $40 million. In 2010, Notre Dame and the, and the Aeroparasigian Medical Research Foundation partnered up together um, to raise money for research, and, um, and we've been jointly doing the fundraising ever since. Well, are, are there any treatment options today? There's a few treatment op options today that they're, they're working on, um, and uh, they you know extend the life a little bit. There's a drug out there that some insurance companies cover and others don't. It's a very expensive drug. It costs families or insurance companies over $100,000 a year, and it 
um, it, you know, it improves the the, uh, the life of the child, the quality of life, and gives them some, um, you know, gives them a few more years. But there's nothing that's out there right now. And um, what's exciting about what's going on at Notre Dame is that one of our professors, uh, Paul Helquist, actually discovered a drug, identified a drug that's now in uh, phase one clinical trials at the National Institute of Health. And so um, we did a lot of funding. Uh, as you know, really diseases are tough to fund. Um, companies don't necessarily pick them up, and the government doesn't pay a whole lot of money for the rare diseases. And so we do all kinds of fundraising, unusual ways to uh, to, to bring money to these uh, to these trials. Well, let me ask you about Coach Parsegian and, and your involvement. Uh, you've got a large community at Notre Dame. What was it about this story and this experience that connected with you in such a way that you you became so deeply involved? Yeah, it's interesting. I was <laughs> growing up. I was it was just interesting. I was a big football fan, and so I was a very young coach. Eric Prestigian was the you know the national championship coach in Notre Dame, so sort of always dreamed about uh, um, you know playing for him as a, as a, as a youngster. And then this time went on, and I was recruited to Notre Dame in two thousand and eight, and I had met Indian Mike and heard the story, and uh, I just you know just fell in love with the family and what they were all about, and. Um, inspired by their passion and compassion and got to meet Coach and, uh, and then started working very closely with Coach and Cindy and Mike Persigian. And I was the dean at the time. That's what I was recruited yeah, to Notre Dame for. Clarify, you were recruited to teach physics, not play football. <laughs> exactly. I was recruited here at Notre Dame like, to, to uh, be the dean of this college of science. I'm a physicist by training. And um, and so uh, I, when I had met them, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't do biology and so I wanted to do something very different and raise money for the cause and be a big part of this because our rare disease center actually reports up to the college. And so um, I needed to be a part of that in a big way because I was so inspired by the family. And then I started doing these bike rides to raise money. And you had mentioned a, a Notre Dame researcher had advanced a, a potential therapeutic into the clinic. Was this cyclodextrin? Uh, no, cyclodextrin is one that's actually is also in the clinic right now. This is one called an HDAC inhibitor, and it's a, it's, it's a little bit different sort of medication, and um, it went through um, you know a lot of basic research and a lot of cell screening and and um, and, and screening processes before um, it sort of made it to the clinic. And well, it was last Christmas, a year ago, Christmas, that we got the FDA approval to actually take that one to the clinic, which is now in trials right now. Well, you've embarked on a series of cross-country bike rides to raise money and awareness for Neiman Pick. How many of these have there been, and what's been the extent of them? Yeah, so it started off uh, about five years ago. I just really wanted to do something for the cause, just other than just have it kind of, you know, oversee it um, in terms of our research area. And so uh, my wife and I decided to um, ride from um, uh, ride from uh, Tucson, Arizona, where the Persegians live. Uh, to Notre Dame uh, because we just established that new research partnership. And so uh, we did that cross-country bike ride in year one and raised money, and then um, I've been doing it ever since, and the, every year it just seems like the ride gets longer and longer. And the last ride last year, we went from um, the West Coast to the East Coast, and then I ended at the Neiman Pick Family Conference. And then this year, we got last ride, my fifth, fifth and final ride, and I'm going from uh, Fireside on Long Beach in New York uh, all the way to Pebble Beach, California, near Monterey. That's a 3,500-mile ride? It is. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you use these to raise awareness? 
Yes, it, it's just interesting. So what we do is we do kind of there's a two strategy, uh, two fold strategy that we actually utilize. Number one, um, this particular year I'll have 16 different events as I cross the country in some of the bigger cities that we stop at, and the Meridian family kind of puts these events together and. Um, they'll bring politicians and sometimes singers and different things and, um, and then bring groups together so that we can uh, talk to the group and also raise money in that way. And then also we just do heavy kind of, uh, um, uh, kind of, uh, um, media calls and try to get in front of as many cameras and as many newspaper reporters as possible because this is such a rare disease that we want to bring awareness to it. So an example of the last year's ride, um, I had more than 50 interviews and 50 articles and or um, you know, newscast done on 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 nematic type C. So um, it's been great to not just raise money, but also to bring that great awareness to what we're all up to. And are are you riding with others this year? Um, I what I do is I ride by myself, and then we have a team that supports me that can that comes in and out. And then uh, what what happens is along the way there'll be uh, different uh, Notre Dame alumni usually um, that'll jump in for a leg or two, and then so I usually tend to have people. Um, somebody with me, but it's always somebody different every day. <laughs> and you're looking to raise a million dollars on this year's ride. How, how do you do that with a cross-country bike ride? Are you sponsored, or do you do that at fundraisers along the way? Yeah, we do several things. One, we um, we have a sponsorship for the ride, so uh, the, you know, companies and organizations sponsor the ride so that that's paid for. And then that lets us focus on fundraising specifically for the research and the way there's these with 100% of those gifts that come in go right to that cause. And so at the events that we stop at, we do the fundraising. And then, of course, the learning family embraces us. And so um, we do a lot of work through our development office. They've been terrific with us in terms of helping us, you know, make the right contacts, telling the story, and, and getting those gifts from uh, some of our wonderful learning family members. Well, how, how is the money going to be used from this trip? This particular trip, because we're, you know, hoping that this first, this next clinical trial, this phase one goes well, um, it starts to get really expensive on the subsequent phases of the uh, clinical trials. And so most likely that'll, you, you know, largely go to that clinical trial. And then we're also expanding and opening up uh, to some other diseases um, that are rare as well, not just human tick. And so there's a few families across the country, the Saab family in Davenport, Iowa, who has a child with a neurodegenerative disease, and he played for Coach Errol Persica and the granddad. And so we're raising money for them as well. And there's a family out in California, Northern California, the Wilsley family, that has a, a daughter with a rare disease, a neurodegenerative disease. And so we're raising money for that disease as well. And so we're kind of broadening our scope this year as well for, uh, to connect with some of the other things that, uh, that we want to accomplish in our Center for Rare Infected Diseases. And has this whole experience made Notre Dame more of a, a center for rare disease research? Well, it's the old set. We, uh, we set out to actually do that um, several years ago when we started the center. And, uh, and, and the great news is, is we have, you know, wonderful faculty members that work their heart out and they're so passionate about the cause that they really focused in on that and brought great visibility uh, to our work in rare disease. And this past fall, um, we got a large endowment from the Bowler family so that uh, the rare disease center on campus here is now endowed forever, so it'll go in perpetuity. And uh, and so we call it now the Bowler Persegian Center for Rare and Infected Diseases. And so um, we have uh, great resources here at the university now, and uh, we have great faculty members and um you know, we just have wonderful students that want to work on this in the laboratories. And so it kind of all works out well for us. And, 
everyone kind of buys into the cause. Well, raising awareness is such an, an important part of the, the whole process of, of addressing rare diseases. You've had a lot of success in this area. What advice would you offer other people concerned about a specific disease about what they could do to raise awareness? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I just, you know, I'm just fortunate to have, you know, the Parasegian family behind all the efforts and working with them, and they're they're just terrific as a partner. And then the second thing is we have the Notre Dame kind of machine, the media machine behind us, and we do know how to get the word out, uh, as you probably know. And so um, it's not so much, you know, myself, but I really benefited from, you know, being partners with the foundation and also being partners, uh, and obviously working for the university. So um, whenever you can actually get a larger organization or a brand or a name that you can get behind, um, that really helps open doors so that you can get better awareness out. How about raising money? Any advice you can offer there? Uh, just be persistent and persevere. <laughs> but you got to keep asking. And there's a lot of no's, but, uh, you know, you'll, you do get those yeses, and that makes a big difference. Greg Crawford, Dean of the College of Science and Professor of Physics at the University of Notre Dame. Greg, thanks so much for your time today. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com.